Happy Friday, my podcast family. Welcome to Caregiving is a Ministry, where we look at the Word of God through the lens of caregiving. Today is going to be a great episode because we are looking at Promise 17. And you know what Promise 17 is? Rest. I'm going to say it again. Rest. <laughs> Looking at the book of Matthew, not Matthew, Hebrews, the fourth chapter, verses one through four, reading from the New International Version. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest stands, still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did. But the message they heard was of no value to them, because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. Now we who have believed enter into that rest, just as God said. So I declare on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words, on the seventh day, God rested from all his works. I find that funny that the author of Hebrew goes, and somewhere he spoke about the seventh day. Well, that's because they didn't have quote unquote Genesis then. And so he couldn't say, well, in Genesis, the first you know chapter, the seventh verse, that's why he stated it like that. And he's also quoting um, Psalm 95 and 11 when he says, So I declare in my oath, in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. That's from the Psalms. But did you know that your holy, wonderful, heavenly Father has rest for you? Let's be serious. Initially, I know you may be thinking the, that the rest that comes from, you know, when we come into the presence, his presence, and that we shed our earthly bodies and we enter into our heavenly ones. That's the rest that you, you may be thinking of. And yes, that is the rest that we can look forward to. However, our God can be very practical at times. And he has rest for you and me right now. Hallelujah. Right? Right now. Rest. Now I can hear some of you saying, where's my ticket to? Fill in the blank. The Bahamas, um, the Cayman Islands, Paris, wherever. Because when we think of rest, we kind of think of vacations, do we not? However, that is a form of rest that God's provide that God provides but I'm speaking of another rest that I believe this passage is addressing and that's the rest that comes from knowing that God has everything under control it is a rest that your mind very much needs as well as your physical body you might think of it as peace knowing that you are not alone and that the one who is with you, that being God, has already mapped out a plan that is guaranteed to bring you closer to him and prosper you. All the weight that you have been carrying, you don't have to carry it any longer. Any longer. That's the rest. That heavy burden that just ruminates in your mind over and over again. 
God wants you to give that to him. That's the rest that he's promised you, as well as the others. As I stated, God being the very practical God that he is, amongst all of his other wonderful characteristics, demonstrated how rest should look for us. Do you think that God needed to rest after speaking everything into existence? Duh. No, he did not. But he did it to give us a practical example of what that rest looks like. So when we allow our hearts and our faith to work in us to realize that God has everything under control, the need to control things on our own and to fixate on certain things should hopefully wash away. And then we turn to the physical aspect of what rest should look like. But one thing that I want you to to notice is that God included himself in the rest that we needed. During that time of rest, whether it's a week, a weekend, a day, a couple of hours, one hours, one hour, or a minute, we are to reflect on his goodness. As the old hymn states, you know, count your blessings, name them one by one. Our rest is deeply tied to our Lord. As he showed us an example of how to rest, he also wants us to use that time to reflect on him on our relationship with him, our relationship with ourself, and then our relationship with others. Rest involves so much. The restful need that he offers is to us knowing that he's in control, right? That if we would just surrender to him, like I said, the busyness of our minds would cease. I'm a person who is always thinking about something. My mind is always going. And I remember I dated a guy early on in the military. He was like, I can just see your mind just just twirling right now. I think about everything. But as I've gotten closer to the Lord, I have learned to kind of let that go. Whereas things concern me, I know that I can't affect change maybe in the way that I would like to, but I just give it to God and I've learned to let things go. On Saturdays, I go for walks with Jesus, where I'm telling him all sorts of stuff, you know, and and the conversation can be like this. Lord, did you see what happened on the news today? Did you see what happened with such and such? Are you going to allow that to happen? Like that really bothers me, Jesus, when such and such, like I will have conversations like that. And then as if I'm talking to a friend and then I let it go and then I go back to Thank you for allowing me to just unload and unburden because you are a good God and you are my savior and I love you. And ooh, isn't that tree pretty? (laughs) But that's a form of me allowing my mind to rest because I can go to him and tell him what's on my mind and leave it there and walk away. Right? There's the rest that just our minds need. And then there's the rest from work, your job. Now, we all have many jobs, don't we? Not just the jobs that pay other jobs, like caregiving, parenting, being a devoted spouse. All those things you need rest from as well. 
Of course, as parents and caregivers and as spouses, it may be hard to unplug. But believe me, you need to unplug. You do it for you and for them. You demonstrate, just like the Lord demonstrated for you, that rest is essential. Right? And just because you may take a self-day, you know, to rest from the kids, doesn't mean that you don't love them. Right? It doesn't mean that you love them any less. It really means that you love them more because you are bettering yourself for them so that you could be the best for them and as I stated setting the example for them to follow as husbands and wives you know I think it it's imperative that you have some me time where you can go hang out with a girlfriend or buddies you know just to do something that maybe your spouse doesn't enjoy doing but you still do and I think in doing that, it makes the relationship better because it shows your spouse that you trust them because you don't need to be with them every second of the day like a control freak or an insecure person, right? And that you still have outside interests that give you a little, you know, mystery, you know, to you in a sense. And of course, you know, after you've been gone for a day or maybe a week, you two realize just how much you really love each other, hopefully, <laughs> And with kids, you know, kids need to see their parents as parents as well as individuals. And they also need a break to appreciate all the things that you do for them and a chance to experience a little independence. I remember telling my mom, I think when I think my mother told me when I was like seven, maybe I used to go and stay overnight with um, her older sister, who I called Auntie. And at one point when we lived on Hayes Street, Auntie lived around the corner from us. And so I would go stay the night. I called it spending the night. And I'd go over to Auntie's house and I'd stay the night. And I mean, we I did that for, if I started at six, I probably did it up until I was about 13. And I remember telling my parents one time, and then we moved so she was a distance away, but my father would drop me off at my mother's um, hair shop, and then auntie would be getting her hair done, and then I'd walk back home with her. But I remember telling my mom one day, oh yeah, Friday I'm going to auntie's, right? And she was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, because I need a break from you guys. And my mother just looked for me. I was like, yes, I need a break from you two, you and daddy. Not even recognizing that they needed a break from me. But it was a good thing. Rest. In this world of multitasking, it becomes a novelty. But here's a question. Did God multitask when he created the world? No. (laughs) When you read the word, he did one thing. He surveyed it. And he said it was good. And then he moved on to the next. So why do we think that we need to do so much at the same time? Trust me, if you're working that way, you're doing all this stuff, you're multitasking, right? I'm here to tell you that you're doing it at a mediocre level because you can't perform at a level of excellence all the time at everything at the same time. It's just unrealistic. I read a book where a woman made this comment, especially for women, where we feel like we have to do everything right and do it at the same time because our time is now. As women, she said, you can have it all. You just can't have it all at the same time. Is that not profound? You got to prioritize. You got to plan in phases. 
Now I'm at the phase of growing and exploring all the talents that God has packed in me. My next phase is getting published probably within the year or within a year, I should say. Some, little, some things I have to do. And then after that, I should be completed with my master's in theology and then hopefully getting into my doctoral program. There are phases to my life. At the end of my life, I want to exhaust all of the gifts and talents God has given me. And I want meaningful relationships. I hope God brings me my husband. But I know all of those things happen in phases. I don't expect them to happen all today. But I also understand that there's rest needed along the way. And I want you to understand that too. When I was caring for my mom early on, I would build in staycations for us while we were in Hawaii. It was easy to take her along with me, but as her disease advanced and the logistics of taking her with me grew, you know, I needed to have, you know, me time, right? And I'd get to a point, you know, from taking care of her, from doing all this stuff, and then I would always tell my father, Lord, I need a break. And I'd tell him that. And I'd and I tell him that often as it would come in, Lord, I need a break. I'm telling you I need a break now. I need a break here. And he would provide it. He would arrange it. A friend would call and say, hey, if you want to take a weekend, I'd love to stay with mama. And that's no joke. That happened. Another time I wanted a break and he allowed me, the break was I was able to go on a military training mission to Mongolia. A country that I said I had wanted to visit when I first got to Hawaii at the unit I was in. God heard me and five years later in a different unit, he allowed me to go to Mongolia. And there were a host of friends who took care of mama while I was gone. There were three of my girlfriends. Two of them stayed the night because one had something to do. So one could stay this night. Another one could stay another night. Actually, it was four. And then two others would come in and bring. They just rallied around to support me. That was nothing but God, but God arranged it for me. And I want you to know that God has everything waiting for you. He knows what you need, but you need to go and you need to ask and be obedient. Because he may tell you that you haven't been taking advantage of resting. And if he tells you that, then when when he tells you that, then you need to react and you need to be obedient and learn to rest and this may hurt your feelings it's not meant to but you're not nearly as important as you think you are (laughs) everyone needs to rest and so do you so for you my dear caregiver I want you to go to God and tell him that you need a break and when he opens the door for you to get that much needed rest take it holy God Thank you for demonstrating rest to us that on the seventh day after you created the heavens and the earth, you rested. And we know that you didn't have to. You just did it so that we would have an example of what rest is supposed to look like and that it is needed. And in our busy worlds today where somehow or another we have allowed the enemy to tell us that if we're just doing one thing, it's just doing one thing and we're lagging behind. But we are to do 
that one thing with excellence and we're to do that one thing in humility to you so right now in this caregiving season that is the thing that has our priority and we want to do that well and we want to do it bringing honor and glory to you but we need rest first father help us to realize to surrender the rest so that we can surrender and receive your rest that comes from just freeing our minds and not being so captivated by the things that are going on around us, but to focus on you, to not get caught up in the diagnosis or caught up in the advancement of the disease, but to just concentrate on you. So give us that rest in our minds. And then, Father, the rest physically that we need. Teach us how to be able to unplug and to go to bed at the time that we need to go to bed and get the sleep that we need and eat appropriately. And then, Father, even with doing all of that, there will be times where we need to get away for a day or a couple of hours. I pray, Father, that you provide um, respite care for the caregivers who are listening that you do as you did for me, that you have people who will call them and say, hey, I can come in, I can sit with for a little while. You can go grocery shopping or you can go to a movie or you can take the weekend off. Or if they have professional caregivers to assist them, that they qualify for respite care, but provide them that rest. We've just realized, Lord, that it's a promise to us. And we know that you are a promise keeper. We love you, Lord, but as always, more importantly, you love us. And we thank you for being our God. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, my podcast family, I want you to figure out how you can rest and continue to minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.